0: sad but I'll just say it like this cuz I believe it to be true. I believe most I believe probably most of the modern church knows nothing about waiting on God and waiting in the presence of God. And it's all about something for them. People go to church trying to get something all the time. And I understand when somebody's a new Christian or whatever they they they're trying to pursue God but you know it shouldn't be just about what you get. It should be about you bringing something. You're bringing something. And for one thing, you're bringing your life in total abandonment, abandonment and surrender to him. And uh, But people don't know how to sit and wait in the presence of God. And one thing the Lord spoke to me, oh, some years back now, he said, teach, preach, and demonstrate. Do it and do it now. Teach, preach, and demonstrate. Do it and do it now. And uh, I began to do that. And you know, I, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna teach on some things. We're gonna preach on some things, but we're gonna demonstrate some things too. And and one thing that we're gonna I thought that was the phone in my office ringing. I don't know if somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all good, I'm not worried about it's all good, you know, uh, yeah, teach, preach, and demonstrate, you know, so many pastors and ministers, you know, and I don't watch a lot of, you know, preachers and stuff, I just, to be honest with you, I, I just can't hardly do it these days, because there's so much light and fluffy stuff, and, you know, no substance to things, and you know, it, it's all about either a concert or some little, you know, uh, you know, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, like, huh? Yeah, but uh, you know, it's like they're just trying to prop you up and everything, like uh, motivational speeches. You know, is is what I'm looking for? Motivational speeches, and 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 they'll get you stirred up and get you emotionally stirred up, but it's not going to keep you. It's not going to keep you. You can't just be in this place where you run, plug in, you know, well, we don't plug in tapes anymore, do we? We don't plug in CDs anymore either. (laughs) But you can't just YouTube and pull up your iPad or whatever and YouTube, you know, your favorite preacher, go-to preacher, your go-to sermon every time you run into some situations. No, you ought to have a sermon alive on the inside of you then when the situation arises or you, you come into, because you're going to, there's going to be that. And you ought to have a sermon, a bunch of them from this right here, alive on the inside of you that arises greater than the situation that arises. Do you understand what I'm saying? You say, oh, well, the situation's great. Yes, but there's a greater one on the inside. He's greater than any problem. He's greater than any situation. He's greater than any mountain you'll face, even Mount, me, myself, and I. I'm all hammered on, brother. <laughs> but, but he's greater. And so, yes, we know, and everybody agrees all, are going to say oh yeah amen he's greater yes but is he greater on the inside of you and listen to what I'm saying I know he's great he's on the inside the greater one is on the inside of you but in your mind's eye in other words is your focus of him greater than the focus of the trial and the trouble David said in Psalms oh magnify the Lord you ever get a magnifying glass I mean you could be looking at some sometimes I need a magnifying glass that's what these are they magnify it, man, because if I don't, it's all little and blurry, and I can't see it very well. But, oh, when I put the right, whoo, man, look how good y'all look. <laughs> I don't need to turn that on myself. <laughs> I just said, put my glasses back on. <laughs> y'all still look good, but it's clear like, that. whoa, man, you know. But, but you know, we we see, we're looking at, at the problem so many times David said oh magnify the Lord with me but so many times in our lives people excuse me are not magnifying the Lord They're, they think the word said oh magnify the problem with me come on now what's they talking about what you talking about listen to yourself you know sometimes we want everybody else to listen to us don't we Laura <laughs> I'm talking about me, <laughs> you know, listen, woman. <laughs> oh, we want everybody else to listen to us, but I think sometimes we need to listen to ourselves now. What's coming out of that pie hole? Not about what's going in it, but what's coming out of it. Are we magnifying the Lord? Are we magnifying the Word? Are we magnifying the answer? Or are we magnifying the problem? And see. that that is the problem bigger than the problem itself because God is always, no matter how big the problem is, God is always greater than the problem but if we're magnifying the problem then there's our biggest issue it's not what we're facing, it's not the obstacle, it's our view you know, the, the Term in in the name of God, in the word Jehovah Jireh, we say Jireh. It's probably not pronounced that. It's probably not pronounced Jehovah either. (laughs) either. But you know, but but really, that that name Jehovah Jireh means the Lord our Provider. We know it as that, right? We sing Jehovah Jireh, our Provider. Remember the old song, man. I mean, you know. But but the thing is, this word I told you that Jehovah really it means a self-existent one. When he said, "I am," that's who he's talking. I am, I am that I am. Moses said, who, who shall I tell him sent me? I am that I am. I am sent me, sent you. You know, I'm the self-existent one. Nobody made me, nobody built me. I created you, you know. And so, but this this word Jehovah, the self-existent one, but the word Jireh, it means the Lord that sees and makes provision. He sees correctly. You know, Abraham, he told Abraham, go take Isaac up on the mountain and sacrifice Isaac. And Abraham, he did it. He obeyed God. He's gone. And Abraham can't see there's a ram already provided in the thicket, can he? He can't see it, but he's walking by faith, trusting that if he slays Isaac, God that gave him that son, will even, if necessary, he would raise him from the dead, Romans said. He believed God and God counted it unto him, accredited him for righteousness because he believed God above the circumstance. He believed God above the situation at hand. What about you? I want him to, I want him that I so believe him. The Bible says in Hebrews, it's without faith, it's impossible to believe him. Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes to returns, will he find faith on earth? And I've said it so many times, Lord, I want you to find it in me. Will he find it in you? Will he find you trusting him? Does he day to day find you trusting him when situations arise? at all times no matter whether it looks good whether it looks bad it doesn't matter I trust him and I magnify him above every situation and every problem and every mountain even mount me myself and I and the word says if, if your heart condemns you God's greater than your heart praise God thank God that he is Successfully. Yeah, people's going to come against you, but if God be for me, who can successfully be against me? No one, if I'll just trust in him. Remember what he told Martha and Mary? Remember he told, told her, said, didn't I tell you when he raised Lazarus from the dead? He said, didn't I tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Jesus marveled at two things. You go look through the Word. If you find something else, come back and let me know. I find two things that Jesus marveled at. One of them was unbelief. He marveled at their unbelief. The other thing he marveled at was great faith. Man, I want him to marvel at me because I got great faith. I'm sure sometimes he looked at me and <laughs> maybe been puzzled. I don't know. He ain't. I'm just teasing I don't want him to look at me and marvel because I'm in unbelief. I want him to look my way and marvel because I'm believing right in the midst of all of it, man. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, anybody know? Well, prayer. Prayer. And I know our sound's different. What do y'all think? its I mean, we, look, you should have seen Laura taking them speakers down. But I was helping her. I said, no, a little to the left, Laura. No, 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 don't drop that, Laura. Don't you dare drop that. I'm right here. I got you. You look, look on that side over there a little bit. Yeah, man, I tell you what, that's why I send that woman to the gym. <laughs> Go. I thought you said Laura was the gym. No, I said I send her to the gym. took those, we're using those speakers, it's going to sound a little different, there's some echo, and, you know, a friend of ours, Jerry, from uh, Church, Celebration Church, is working on a sound and audio for us, I know we're still having some issues, but he's taking some, we were going to switch to this other camera, it's not working that well either, we're going to end up getting another camera, you know, we're going to get it worked out, so I appreciate y'all just bearing with us, and, you know, hanging in there with us. One foot in front of the other. That's how you get there. So we've been talking about prayer, a holy pursuit. And I'm going to turn, if you want to turn there with me, or Ephesians chapter 6. And uh, y'all been hiding your cats from me? <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about? After my cat story last week. Yeah, Rachel don't want me nowhere around her house. <laughs> Joe said she's the cat lady. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. It's kind of been our key text these last few weeks. Uh, Praying always. Paul writes to the Ephesians. He says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Uh, I told you. Gonna tell you again that one translation of this reads, praying always with all kinds of prayer, with all kinds of prayer, and so, uh, you know, I, there's some several scriptures we read before. I won't go into today. Um, I, I want to. I'm gonna read a couple things to you. I, I said to you this this word that's used most in the in the New Testament, the Greek word used most in the New Testament for prayer, prosuke It means it's a compound word, and in the first part it means it denotes a sense of closeness or intimate contact with. It has the idea of being face to face. And and the the second portion of it to desire, to vow. But I said this to you. It means prayer is to draw near. It's to approach with the idea of sacrifice or surrender, consecration, total yielding. These are some some terms you're probably going to hear me talk about ongoing total yieldedness yieldedness. I, 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 well, I won't go into it now, but man, this word yieldedness this is an important word in my life, and I think that's where we ought to be all the time yielded, yielded to him, yielded to him. You know, and and you know we talk about Mount me myself and I yielding to him. Takes dying to mount me, myself, and I. Yielding to Him takes moving and slaying and killing. Mount me, myself, and I. The the mountain of Your will. M- yieldedness to Him is saying, like Jesus did in the garden, "Not my will, but Thy will be done." It's when Your will differs. Oh, it's great when our will don't differ, but when w- when Your will kind of differs. Whoa, I want it to be th- not my will, but Thy will. You hear that, Laura? Come on now, y'all don't look at me so serious. But I told you that I wrote in, and I, I was at my little brother's house and I had, had saw a Bible. I was waiting on him. you heard me tell him. I'm just going to tell it again. I want you to get this. That I had found, saw this Bible sitting on a shelf at his house while I'm waiting on him. I picked it up. It was a Bible that I had given to him years and years ago. And I flipped open to the fly leaf on it and, it and I had written it many years ago. Prayer is not a duty. It's a pursuit. And so there are many things that I'd want and like to talk to you about on the subject of prayer. And at some point, we'll get into more of those. But for this this particular series, or what we're calling prayer, a holy pursuit, the, the main thing that I wanted to address here is for you to understand that prayer in itself, in general, speaking in general terms, that prayer is a pursuit. It is a holy pursuit. And so, you know, we we talked about some different kinds of prayer. We just mentioned them. I'll mention them again briefly. But uh, there's the prayer of petition, which is probably what most people think about when they think of prayer. They think about coming to God and asking him to do something or asking him for something, asking him to meet a need, which is legitimate. And that is a, a kind of prayer. And again, all prayer, uh, well, there's also the prayer of of worship. Some people say prayer is worship. Yeah, worship is prayer. Yes, yes, because if you're truly worshiping God, like I was at least, and I think many of you were, if not all of you, this morning, truly worshiping him, you're drawing near to him. You're drawing close to him. And like I said over in Matthew 6, we won't turn there, When Jesus, when his disciples asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray, and and he said, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He didn't come out the gate asking him for something himself. He comes out the gate acknowledging who God is and worshiping him. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed, holy is thy name. If your kids come to you all the time, or your grandkids come to you all the time, well, some of you do it for your grandkids. Let's just say your kids come to you all the time asking. All they're doing all the time is asking for some money or for something or for you to do this for them and that for them. Boy, after a while, that kind of wear on you. You know what I'm saying? No grateful heart, just always expecting you to do something. Just gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme, gimme. ever You ever had that happen? And so, you know, but when they come to you sometime and they say, I don't need anything, I just want to spend some time with you. That don't happen as often as the other does. (laughs) Come on now. But man, wouldn't that make you want to open up your pocket? You know, Uh, your kids and your grandkids. Sometimes when my boys were, my kids were little, my daughter, you know, whatever. And, and the grandkids, just come and lean over on you. They're not trying to get nothing from you. They just want to be with you. You know what I'm saying? Man, there ain't nothing like that. Just run into your arms. Pull up at, the, at my son's house and the grandkids, are, oh, they're excited. And they, when you open up the door and they run. I, I think about how my mom's parents, my papa and mama, they used to, oh, they would get so excited when we'd come in there. And now I understand that. I understand. When the door opens, a little fella comes running at you and hits your legs and oh. How about the Father? And is that what we do to him? Worship Him. Petition, there's worship, there's intercession, intercession, or standing in the gap for others, praying for others. Which is these are all legitimate. And again, every one of them, well. Prayer of consecration and dedication, we've talked about that, that yieldedness, that coming to him, just yielding ourselves over and over again. We should live that, live that. I said there's prayer for forgiveness, or we could say the prayer of repentance coming to the Lord because you know you've missed it and you're coming to him and he said if you acknowledge your sin he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you of all unrighteousness but you're coming to him and you're coming to him and in repentance with turning turning around, going, y'all was headed this way, I messed up, now I'm coming this way and, and the prayer of thanksgiving or just giving thanks, just being with a grateful heart just, just ever come to the Lord and just say want to tell you how thankful I am oh man how thankful I am and there's other others we could mention but but I, I'm saying this to say that all of these things are legitimate prayer if you're drawing unto him doing this with, a, with a, a sincere heart and so yes but in general all of these if you're doing it with a sincere heart are doing that drawing near unto him so there's different kinds of prayer, but prayer in general, what is it? It's drawing near to him. It's coming unto him. You can't fix the situation in yourself. Any of you ever think you've tried sometimes, right? I mean, how many times have we tried? Boy, we got a situation. We tried. Yeah. And we, you know what else? We failed to fix the situation, and we fail to remember what the word said. Lean not under your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. You know, but but we coming unto him, we're trying to do it in ourselves, but if we just come unto him, you know he's smarter than you. Huh? Lord, he's even smarter than me. But this prayer, listen, guys, prayer is this, it's communing with God. It's communing with him. It's fellowship. And we don't hear that word much. We see it in the the Bible used in the King James lot, fellowship. And we used to use it in the 80s and 90s and even before that, talk about fellowship. Now, these young people, you know, terms change, words change, terminology change. Laura said, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, I think it was, and, and she said, yeah, when you, you talking to Todd, he sounds just like my other friend, Neil. We say the word, hey, bruh, what's up, bruh? Well, that's, you don't hear that no more. Jonathan, I don't know, some of you, your brother, I think, some of them would homie, and stuff like that, and, you know, different terminology, you know, I don't know what all what terminology some of the younger folk use these days, but we said dude, and bruh, and all these things. Well, Hear some of this stuff. Well, used to in the church, we'd say fellowship. We need to get together and have a fellowship. We need to fellowship one another. Well, it kind of sounds corny, right, Melina? But um, if you say, say stuff like that, but but, but you know, we, what does it mean? It means to commune. Yes, it's coming together with a common purpose, that commune, common, common purpose, a common focus. And so when you Come to the Lord in prayer, it's to commune with him. I'm coming unto him, drawing near unto him to commune with him. I want to not, I want to have a common purpose with him. Not that he should be having the, my purpose in mind. He has me in mind all the time now. But it ought to be that I have his purpose in mind. Lord, what is your purpose? And we'll talk more about that in a second but it's to commune with him. Now, the greatest way to, to get to know someone is by spending time with them. By spending time with them. I mean, if Laura, me and Laura spend a lot of time together. I mean, she's worked with me for the last, I mean, eight years or, well, several years, five, six, six years, or something like that, worked with me. When I was doing co- contractor, you know, as a contractor, she, she left the bank. She was in the banking for years. She was a uh, uh, VP at the bank. She did, was over compliance and so forth, compliance officer. And she she got all the regulations. She kind of got miserable at one point. And, and I said, well, just so she switched jobs. She, she, went to, she had been in this one bank for years. And she left there and she went to another bank. And she took a, a position as assistant. To the compliance officer, thinking, you know, well, it's gonna alleviate some of that. She got over there, she was bored, she was miserable. How long were you there? Five weeks. And I could tell she's more miserable or miserable than she was before she left the other one. And so I said, Well, just quit. Boy, you better be careful when you say that. (laughs) And she quit. So that first move, her salary went from here to here, you know. And then when she quit, it went from there to there. <laughs> Glory to God. So she quit. She's staying home, you know. And shes it's just me and her. There's no kids. There's no cats. There's no <laughs> no pets. Hallelujah. That's the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We like it. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, so she quit. And she's staying at home. I mean, after a couple of weeks or so, she's like, "I mean, it's just me and you. How how much can you clean the house? It's already clean. There's nothing to pick up. We kind of clean anyway, and we keep stuff straight and in order, you know. And so, uh, you know, I said, "Well, if you want to ride with me, keep you from being bored, come on, ride with me if you want." <laughs> Best decision she ever made. <laughs> She started riding with me just kind of you know give her something to do whatever and she she rode with me for the next I don't know several many years just with I mean we together you know kind of like me and the Lord just morning noon and night I mean me Laura and the Lord morning noon and night I mean 24-7 we together all the time you know and so but I say that to say how do you get to know somebody you spend time with them now, if Laura calls me on the telephone and I answer the phone, I might not see the number or whatever, and I just pick up the phone and say hello, and she starts talking to me. I don't stop and say, well, who is this? You talk about getting in trouble, you know what I mean? <coughs> well, what do you mean, who is this? You know, I better not say, is this Rhonda or Tracy? Mess with it sometime. I don't know. I better not. No, but I know who it is. Well, if somebody else called, they have called. We get calls all the time, and I have the, the church phone forwarded to my cell phone. You know, and so we will get calls, and I'll answer it. And I used to, I wouldn't answer if I didn't know the number. I just, if, if it was work, I'd let them leave a message. But here, it could be the church, and it doesn't show me that it's the church. It just shows different numbers. So I answer the phone, and I'll say hello. And a lot of times you've got to wait a minute, and you know right then it's a sales call or something. But if I say hello and somebody just starts talking to me, I may not know who it is. Well, why don't I? Oh, this is Johnny from the phone company. <laughs> Ronnie from the phone. <laughs> I had to tell you that story one time, but but no, no, I don't I don't know who it is. I don't know Ronnie from the phone company. I don't know Jan from the, you know this company and that company, I don't know who, why not? I, I don't know them for one thing, and then I, if I did know somebody, if I'm, I might still not be sure who it is if I hadn't spent much time with them. So the way to get to know somebody is to spend time with them. And you can know somebody or have known somebody for years and not know them very well because you haven't spent much time. Maybe you met somebody years ago, and maybe some of y'all, it's going to be like this at times, where I may know some of you, I mean, I've known most of you about the same time, right? But uh, it's time frame, except for Laura, of course. But there's some of you I know better already than others because I've spent more time with you. Now, sometimes it's because I've had to, because Alan's on the board, so I have, I'm have i just forced to, <laughs> I'm forced to spend more time with Rosie. Others, it's a pleasure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but sometimes you're. Sp- but I'm spending more time with so some some others. You know, now sometimes I've had to spend times with people at, at, for some other reasons. <laughs> anyway, I'll t- look, y'all. Some of y'all nodding your head yeah. like you think you you understand what I'm saying. I don't know if you do or not, but we'll get into that later. But uh, but anyway. You'd get to know somebody by spending time with them. Prayer, communing with the Lord, it's about getting to know him. It's about spending time with him. If your prayer in your life is just this little section of the day maybe... well I spent some time reading a devotional and spent some time in prayer and you by mean that you mean like kind of like on Andy Griffith when he asked Opie well have you said your prayers tonight before he went to bed he got down and said Lord bless Aunt B and bless Barney please bless Barney Lord help Barney help Barney bless Goober and Gomer and bless Paul good night amen that's not prayer you understand what I'm saying but that's how some Christians view these things at. But prayer, I should be coming to him, drawing close to him in every situation and at all times in my life. So the way I said it, you, you can know somebody a long time and not really know them well if you hadn't really spent a whole lot of time with them. Uh, but let's just read a couple things to you. So the, the talking about this greatest way to know somebody is spending time with them, intimate time in all kinds of situations. See, me and Laura, we know know how each other are going to respond and react in, in all kinds of situations. Well, how do we know that? See, some of you, I might know how you act here and in a good setting or whatever, but if we get out there and we're together somewhere and we run into some issues and some problems with something, I don't know how you're going to respond yet. But Laura, me and Laura, we kind of know how each other's going to respond and react to certain things. Why? Because we've walked through those things together. And and, and and I don't always respond right. I know y'all think I do, but Most of the time, when I I do get frustrated, sometimes, and most of the time, it's usually when I'm trying to get on the highway driving, and people are in the left lane going as slower, slower than the people in the right lane. Get over! I tell her all the time. I say I'm gonna start a driving school. They need to. They got to pass my class before they get get their license. She said no one would pass. Hallelujah out there by myself. Free. (laughs) But I'm getting better. But she knows how I'm going to respond to circumstances. Why? Because we've spent, I know how she's going to respond to certain things because we've spent so much time together. Now here's the thing. We ought to be spending so much time with the Lord that we know how to respond and we know how he's going to respond. But some people don't understand that God is faithful. He's faithful to cause you to overcome every obstacle in this life. Why don't, because the the less time you spend with somebody, the less you're going to know about them. I know that Laura is faithful. I know she is. Why? I've spent so much time with her, she's, she's shown proof of her faithfulness over and over and over and over again. She knows I'm going to be faithful. Not just faithful to each other, but just being a faithful person. Because there's been times where our flesh didn't want to do it. Our flesh said, I don't want to do it. But we looked at the flesh and said, you die, sucker. Like Esther on, you know, Sanford and Son, you fish-eyed fool. Me, myself, and I, you die today, boy. Be faithful. I don't feel, there's people that, that you'll see come and go in churches. And sometime they'll be there, and sometime they're not. Sometime they're there, and sometime they're not. Sometime, and then they're, listen, listen to what I'm saying now. And there's people you see, boom, boom, Now, I'm not telling you there's never a situation where you got to be out, or you got to be gone. I mean, you, you might walk up in here one day, and I'm not here. Jonathan's having to come preach. Make him a little nervous, you know, but there's going to be situations arise. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about just seeing bounce in, bounce out, bounce in, bounce out. Well, how are they going to respond? Are they going to be here today? I don't know, but you never have to wonder that about the Lord, and if you will spend and commune with him all the time, then you'll get to know him better. better and better and better and better and you'll understand he's faithful he's faithful and do you know what he desires in you and me faithfulness he's steady he's a rock you know what he wants us to be steady if it doesn't move him i say this all the time my father's not moved, I'm not moved. We had some situation this morning, Melina texted me, can you call me? I, I come. I, I tried to call, but uh, anyway, there was no answer. <laughs> Picking on her. But I, I come over here, and, and you know, some of the stuff wasn't working, coming on, because we had you know, moved the speakers and done some things, and so we're trying to figure it out and move this wires and plug stuff in or whatever. And, and here's the deal, and afterwards, she said, sorry about the stress. There is no stress. There's no stress. I'm not stressed about any of it. Now, you may think, oh, sure. I'm telling you, I'm not. If it doesn't move my father, it doesn't move me. If it doesn't move my father, it doesn't move me. Well, David, have you ever been moved by stuff? Yes. Especially when they're driving in the left lane in front of me. (laughs) Y'all say, man, you got a problem with that. (laughs) I'm overcoming. Glory to God. I'm overcoming. I'm just using it as an example just to get you to smile a little bit. But no, if it doesn't move me, I say that, I profess that with my mouth. If it doesn't move my father, well, does it move my father? Absolutely not. Did he know about it beforehand? Yes, he did. Did he fall off his, his throne? No. And he doesn't want me to be moved. Like Paul said, none of these things move me. Like I've told you before, that's the place of maturity. And you ought to not be in and out, in and out, based on your emotions and based on even stuff that's happening at the house. You ought to not. You ought to be, I'm faithful. I'm following the Lord. I'm following the Lord. I'm following the Lord. Though none go with me, I'm still going. Y'all coming with me this morning? No, I'm still going. I had a friend. We was working together. I had just got had, I hadn't been saved long at all. And uh, we was working construction job and and, and, it, and the job was like, I don't know, it was a two hour drive to the coast, uh, uh, you know, in South Louisiana. And and, and uh, so we drive down there one way and then work, you know, eight, 10 hours or whatever and drive all the way back every day. So I'm driving the vehicle and he's sitting there, you know, booting around, just, you know, I'm waiting on him, you know, and I'm out in the car, it's time to go, we got we got a long way to go, we got to get there, you know, and, and so he's just, on purpose, he just starts to come easing down, we the an apartment complex, you know, and we lived on the top floor, and I see him, he just kind of easing down the steps slowly, just to grate me, well guess what I did, I put that thing in reverse, I backed up, and I left him, <laughs> hey! time to go. It's time to be there. It's time. Are you listening to what I'm saying now? If everybody around me is unfaithful, I can still be faithful. No matter what the situation, if everybody is unfaithful, God is always still faithful. He won't deny himself. What about you? And what about me? And so You know, people talk about higher places. We talk about higher places. A lot here, they talk about growing up and all this stuff and think because they've been saved a long time that they're spiritually mature. Says who? Not the word. What moves you? Are you faithful? I thought you were talking about prayer. I am. I'm talking about prayer is communion. Prayer is drawing close. Prayer is surrender. In in yieldedness to him. Where do you turn? Where do you stop moving forward in your drawing close to him and your yieldedness to him and say, I'm going to come this far. Now I'm going to turn the light switch off. People do it all the time. You know, I, I told you my story. Shut this one down this week, but it may may be one more week. One more week. I am trying to get somewhere with you guys. I'm trying to I'm trying to go somewhere and talk. There's some things I want to talk about. You know, I told you uh, my story last week about the, the cat. You know, yeah, no, I know you don't want to hear that, right? <laughs> you know, and me and that cat fighting it up in that truck. And but I begin to tell you those things, talking about old Nelson. Uh, he I wasn't saved yet, and, you know, I told you how we went to that church, and he got down in there, and I'm reluctant, you know, and he gets down there and starts speaking in tongues. I ain't never heard nothing like that. I'm a Catholic boy. I grew up in a Catholic church, went to Catholic school. I ain't never heard nothing like that. Never. And then I heard some lady back in the corner somewhere sound like one of them Indians on them. T- I mean, she get for two, boy, and I'm like, what in the world is that? So I slipped down that aisle just about two or three rows, of it. And I said, oh, help me, God. Help me, God. Help me, God. I'm scared, man. First, I, I've been scared about dying and going to hell. Now I'm scared of everything. I, I, we in the church and I'm scared. The Catholic church ain't had nothing. So I began to talk to y'all and tell y'all about that. And, and, I, and I talk a little bit about 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We're going to go look at those things some more later. I begin to t- tell you that. And open it up. I want to I move into talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And, and eventually we're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit and so forth. So many things that I want to share with you and I want to talk to you. Paul said about the gifts and about these different things, about the gifts of the Spirit. Paul writing, he said to the Corinthians, he said, I would not have you ignorant. I would not have you ignorant. But there's so much ignorance in the church concerning these things. And it doesn't have to be so. And and there's been so much religious teaching, religious garbage teaching from people that have no idea what they're talking about. And instead of them seeking God for the truth to understand these things, really a whole lot of folks have been seeking to find a way that they could twist and manipulate the Scriptures to, to explain away some things. To a detriment of the body of Christ. You talk about grieve the Spirit of God. People talk about not grieving the Spirit of God. as the it says don't grieve the Holy Ghost. Talk about grieving the Spirit of God when people don't want the Spirit of God moving in a church service. When people are more interested in a YouTube video and in, in, in a concert than they are, you understand what I'm saying? Than they are having the manifest presence of God in their service, and we can't stop and just wait on the Lord because we got a video. We can't, we can't have a, 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 a service where the Lord just has Way and and listen, sometimes the Lord having his way, he is pr- just preaching and teaching. But do you know when Jesus healed and did miracles, he didn't always do it the same way? Sometimes he spit on the ground and made some spit and rubbed it in their eyes, Rachel. Sometimes he opened up that mouth and spit on their tongue. Watch out now, David. Watch out! So if y'all See me rolling one up now. <laughs> Y'all better start <laughs> heading for the door. No, but he didn't always do everything the same way. But oh, now in this age where we got social media and we got YouTube, media, oh, we got this time. This oh, we got to do it this way. Why more concerned about that? I'm yeah, yeah. We have that, but I'm concerned about you. I'm here because God called me to Cedar Creek for you. So that when you pick up the phone and say, I need some help with this, I'm here to help you, that's why we're here. And so I'm going to teach and preach that which I know is true and right and works. Instead of just a bunch of junk that may stir you up emotionally a little bit, but then you go outside and your emotion leaves and you don't have nothing to stand on because you've got no substance. I refuse. I don't care if that draws a crowd. I refuse to do it. I utterly refuse it. Because I want you to have victory in your life. If I can't preach and teach things that help you, if you be a doer. Because victory is in the doing. And if I can't teach and preach things that if you do them, produce victory in your life, then what good have I done? What good? You got a crowd. So what? Cotton candy messages with a cotton candy crowd that have no substance in them whatsoever. I won't do it. I won't do it. And so, you know. Yes, we're going we're cutting this short a little bit today. I'm, I, you know, but you know what? I'm glad we didn't cut the other short because we're going to preach, teach, and demonstrate. And part of that is showing you how to wait before the Lord. I remember when I first got saved and we had services where, man, the presence of God come in there. I'm talking about a little video church too, man. Presence of God coming there so strong. I mean sometimes the manifest glory of God in there. You open up your eyes and it's like a cloud of mist in the building. Physically see it in the building. Why? Because everybody was so hungry and so thirsty for God and full of the Holy Ghost. And God just kind of come in there. Why? Because our hearts were so sincere. We weren't running trying to get somewhere. We were running to him. He was the thing we were. He was the object of our affection. And he blessed us with that. I want you to have that. Me and Laura have talked about it. our kids, our grandkids, and so forth. And this generation today knows almost nothing about. If they know anything at all, it's almost nothing about the manifest presence of God. And you can go to all the Christian concerts you want, but if you don't know how to get into the manifest presence of God, and you don't know how to, to come before him and the glory of God fall, your life's not going to be changed very much. But I, have, my life has been changed by the glory of God, For the glory. I want your life to be changed by the glory for the glory. And sometimes that ain't about just tell me what I need to hear and I run off. Sometimes it's just about I'm waiting in his presence. Now I know kids and different ones like this morning. But it's good for them to be they may not hear nothing. They may not know nothing. But they gonna grow up and go, well, I know one thing. Well, we was in that church several times, and man, now if you just in there one time, but over through the years, through the years, service after service, through the years, they experience that. They experience that. See, it's not just about what somebody said. No, I was in there. The presence of God was real. I've been in meetings with thousands of folks, and the anointing so strong, and the power of God so strong. Lord, have mercy, and I thank God, I thank God that he's allowed me to be in some of those meetings. Now, it wasn't always in those big churches. Tr- I've been in, like I said, church churches, small church, but the presence of God was so thick, you could just cut it with a knife. I mean, just thick, 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 and there's been times where a whole place erupted in praise all at once. Because it was the Spirit of God moving that way. There's been times where they all just hit their face and got on the floor. And, and, and Because the Spirit of God moved on everybody to do that. And then there's been other times where everybody sat for, I mean, long periods of time in utter silence. Waiting in the presence of God because it was so thick. We didn't want to move and disturb. And sometimes when I talk about being in prayer, sometimes, a whole lot of times, that's the place I'm at. I'm just in this place where he just might as well take me on up. I just don't even want to go back. to. I just want to go on, Just come on, take me. And I've asked him to before. I've asked him to. And I know it ain't time. But if it's up to me. Well, like that one old boy the pastor was preaching, I closed my Bible a while ago, I closed my notebook now, but that one old boy the pastor was preaching away, and he's talking about the the rapture and so forth, and he said, "Woo, glory to God, he said, how about, y'all ready to go on to heaven, how many of y'all ready to go to heaven, and I mean everybody raising their hand, except one old brother on the front row, you know, brother Ted, and, and, and the and he just sitting there, and the pastor said, hmm, he didn't see old Brother Ted raising his hand. He said, well, I, maybe he didn't hear me. He's older now. You know, he said, hey, glory to God, how many of y'all ready to go to heaven? I mean, everybody's shouting, they're raising their hand or whatever. But old Brother Ted, he ain't move a lick. And so he said, well, maybe he just didn't hear me. He said, Brother Ted, he said, when the Lord comes, aren't you ready to go with him? And Brother Ted said, oh, yeah, when he comes. He said, I thought just trying to get a load up right now. Come on, Lord, you can come take me on the first load, going, God, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. How about you? Hallelujah. We're going to pick up next time. I, I did intend to, 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 but you know what I intend ain't always the way it happens. Uh, to, to, to finish this today. We may talk a little bit more about it next week, but but I'm purposing to go in some different directions. Uh, coming soon. I was going to begin to talk to us, to talk to talk you about the, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues next. I don't know if that's the direction we go or not. I'm still praying about that because there's some other things that I have on my heart that I believe needs to be shared too. Lots of things that need to be shared. But I'm seeking God, what do you need right now? Now we need all of these things. But I mean, we got a Sunday service. What are we going to do? We can't share on all of these things every time. But what do you need... The most right now. They're all needful, but what do you need to hear the most right now? And I could have each one of you tell me that, but I'm not gonna do that. I want I want to hear from the Lord. Because He knows what you need more than you know what you need. You just think you know what you need. (laughs) Hello now. Will you commit to Him to be faithful? Not to me, not to you know, yeah, I'm talking about to be faithful. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your presence, Lord. Help us as we go forth here to see and hear things that we need to see and hear and understand things that we need to understand for this hour and this season of each of our lives, Father, corporately and individually, that we may grow in you and come up into higher places, that, Father, by your glory, you would change us, cause us to be changed by your glory for your We thank you for doing it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Well, bless you. Hallelujah.